We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Clips and sports talk on a Tuesday, Lawton Swan, getting through the technical issues, but glad to be with you, I'll tell you, in all honesty. Uh, I was nervous there for the first little bit, thinking we weren't going to be here with you, but we are, and again, thank you to our podcast listeners and, and so many of you who uh, have been a part of this show in so many different ways, man. It is good to have you, the website, Clemson Sports Talk. Dot com. So uh, we played a good bit of Dabo Sweeney there a, a few minutes ago talking about Justin Ross. And yeah, this is a, you know, this is a, a, a big moment for this Clemson Tiger program because, you know, when you look at it, you're talking about losing the guy that was expected to be your lead dog at wideout. The main, you know, what does Mark Packer call them? The frisbee catching dogs. You got them frisbee catching dogs out there. You just throw the ball up and they go and get it. And that's, you know, Clemson's players are tremendous in that regard. And uh, whether you look back at the the lineage of a guy like Justin Ross, back to a guy like T. Higgins, back to a guy like um, Mike Williams, back to, you know, the, the guys like. Sammy Watkins, Duke Hopkins. I mean, you just uh, on and on and on. It's been this constant thread that's been woven through wide receiver U. And Justin Ross, who had a thousand yards receiving his freshman year, had breakout performances, averaging nearly 150 yards per game in the two college football playoff matchups against Alabama and, and in Oklahoma. I mean, Alabama and Notre Dame showed out against the Crimson Tide. Uh, in that national championship game. I mean, this was the guy destined to take uh, the spot that was going to be vacated as Clemson's numero uno, number one wideout. And instead, we're talking about a kid who now, uh, again, I don't want to say may never play the game, but this is a kid who perhaps has a chance. It's not something that he was injured with. He, like He's not going to be out, as Dabo Sweeney was explaining. He's not going to be out because, oh my goodness, he got injured and this is what happened. He's out because, oh my goodness, he got injured. They discovered this uh, issue uh, in the x-ray that you know showed him or, or showed the doctors that there was more to you know what he needed to get done and he'll visit a neurological surgeon uh, to get that taken care of, and hopefully we'll be able to to get back. And so it's something he's played his whole life with. It's something he's lived his whole life with. It's something if he wasn't playing football or didn't get injured, he, he probably would never have noticed. But now, uh, from that standpoint, uh, Clemson's, I'm, I'm not going to say, uh, wide receiving course in peril by any means because, uh, as you'll hear from Dabo Sweeney a little bit later, that's why you recruit the way you recruit. That's why uh, you do the things that Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers have done to build their program uh, with a multitude of really good and talented players. Amari uh, Rogers took to social media 
yesterday to tweet out that you know he's got uh, Justin Ross's back. And Rogers, you may remember, is a kid who was coming off of an injury a year ago and fought his way back and got plenty of playing time. Uh, but he said, you know, it's a knee injury. This is a lot different. This is, um, a, a, you know, an issue from birth with Justin Ross. But Amari Rogers said, I'm putting everything I got into this season for you, bro. Believe that 100%. And so from that standpoint, uh, whether or not Clemson's offense will, quote-unquote, be considered uh, at its highest level without Justin Ross, I think you could say no. It's just not going to be the best version of what 2020 Clemson's offense could have looked like. But I don't think there's any reason to think that Frank Ladson, Joseph Ngata, E.J. Williams, the freshman, some you know, any of those guys uh, would be. I don't think there's any reason that those guys would be considered uh, less than stellar in terms of what they can bring to the table for this Clemson team in 2020, and it really is an opportunity, I think, for Clemson based on this congenital. Fusion that that Justin Ross has, it has a, a an opportunity for Clemson the following year, if Ross ends up not making it into the NFL or turning pro and coming back, that Clemson could gain a boost from this because you'd get Justin Ross for a season where you may you might not have gotten him, similar to Mike Williams getting injured and then returning for a a final run in Tiger Town and the run they went on to the national championship back in 2016. I mean, there's plenty of talent. Obviously, Tyler Grisham in his new role is dealt a, you know, dealt a hand that you look at and you go, okay, this isn't as good of a hand as I thought I was going to have. But there are players who, you know, this Clemson Tiger team really believes uh, have a chance to step up. Another name, Cornell Powell, is a kid who has been in and around the program for many years. Cornell Powell's uh, time in, in, in Tigertown should never, in my opinion, you know, should never be deemed as a, a disappointment to anyone, but now is an opportunity. Now is a chance to, to seize an opportunity uh, that a kid like DeAndre Overton a year ago, and and th- by no fault of his own, but even though I think Cornell Powell and DeAndre Overton's careers, to some degree, feel like they parallel from the standpoint of high expectations and not a ton of output, Powell now has an opening to get ready to compete, to get ready to try to play. Another kid that I really like during the recruiting cycle, and I don't I don't know how good he'll be because he's still very new to the game, is Joe is Joe. Uh, athlete, you know, athletic, high jumper, lengthy, rangy. Uh, it kind of gives you all the. It's it's kind of like Clemson looks and goes, okay, we could teach this kid really how to play this game, and I think he can play it at a high level. And so from that standpoint. Uh, Clemson still got plenty, plenty of of ammunition 
on the offensive side of the ball. But they will be down one of their big stars in 2020 with Justin Ross being out. Stay with us. These days, being a small business means navigating uncertainty in a constantly changing situation. So if you're looking for one trusted source that will keep you informed daily, visit the iHeartRadio Small Business Crisis Resource. There you'll find small business resources to help you get through this, including the latest info on loans, grants, and other forms of relief. You'll also see stories about small businesses making a difference. So let's get through this together. Visit iHeart.com slash small business today. That's iHeart.com slash small business. Hi, this is Kevin Hunter with Simplified Office Systems. We're here to help you with your home office. Whether you need a large multifunction device or something simple to sit on your desk, we can help with that. We offer products and strategies from HP. We also, with every product, give you remote support, troubleshooting, setup support, whatever you need, we are here to help. We can even put a Clemson logo on that new copy. Contact us by visiting my simplifiedoffice.com or call us at 888-914-7476. Stay safe, stay strong. I'm attorney Preston McDaniel, and you know I grew up in rural South Carolina. Every time I look across my desk at an injured worker, I see one of my friends or neighbors. They didn't ask to get hurt, and they don't deserve to be treated like a rented mule by an insurance company. If you or someone you know or care about is injured on the job, help them get a fair shake. If you've been asked to work from home, then home becomes your workplace. If you've been injured, call the McDaniel Law Firm today at 771-7211. Online at pfmcdaniellaw.com. To help keep your home up and running, the Home Depot has the appliance help you can count on. Download the Home Depot app or visit homedepot.com to search for savings on top brands like Samsung with ratings and reviews to give you confidence, special buy savings, and free delivery. You'll get the appliances you need to keep your home running without even leaving home. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Free delivery on purchases of $3.96 or more. Continental U.S. only. The iHeartRadio app now has over 300,000 of the best podcasts from around the globe, making us number one for podcasts, but making it super easy for you to find what you're looking for. Dive into just about anything. It's effortless, man. It's the best way to find new podcasts. A new episode hits, they let me know right away. I got it for radio, but I love podcasts, and I discovered that they have all of them. They got it all. iHeartRadio did it. And of course, it's all free. Your music, your stations, and now number one for podcasts. iHeartRadio. Dad, this is fun. I didn't think I'd like kayaking. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. But I think it's time to head back in. Okay. Can we come back? Sure. Tomorrow? (laughs) Let's check with Mom. Hey, be careful getting out of the boat. It's a kayak, Dad. (laughs) I'm going to return the kayak. Just make sure you have everything. Yep. Can we walk home? How about a taxi? 233 North Maple, please. It's a short fare from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Also, find fun activities to do like boating and biking or camping and hiking. Plus much more. It's all right in your naturehood. Best day ever. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Sensory sensitivity, repetitious behavior, lack of eye contact, 
You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Fox Sports Radio 1400. Online at FoxSportsRadio1400.com. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app. And on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. And iHeartRadio Station. Back at it, the show that shakes the Southland, Clemson Sports Talk Lot and Swan. We were talking a little Justin Ross there a few minutes ago. And I'll tell you what, before we get uh, to the top of the hour, we do have some more audio from uh, head coach Dabo Sweeney, uh, his conversation yesterday with the media. Now, if you missed his full statement on everything going on in uh, the world of sports, and, and again, he did say, you know, in fairness, he he said at some point later in the day, and I may actually have that audio today. I can't remember. I listened to the whole thing a couple of times, but you know, he he really felt like if he if he doesn't say anything, people are going to be critical. If he does say something, he's going to be critical. Yeah, it's a it's a lose lose situation. Some might say, others might look at it as a win win. Yeah, I, I don't know how you view it, but you know, he did have a, a lengthy statement. He said he didn't want to just put out. Uh, something from his social media department. And so from that standpoint, uh, that was addressed yesterday, and you can find that audio uh, in our podcast. But uh, he was asked you know, about the return of the players. Remember, uh, yesterday was the first day that the kids could come back who were living on campus, and then in a week on the 8th, they'll be able to begin practicing. And uh, here's what Dabo Sweeney had to say on that front yesterday afternoon. I believe uh, I've got that audio for you here on the show that shakes the Southland. It is Clemson Sports Talk. Well, you know, we, we try to do the same things that we always have done, and that is to, to love them and uh, to hopefully demonstrate uh, all those things that I talked about earlier uh, on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, it's one of the things that, that has helped us sustain success for a long time around here is communication. And, um, and, and so, you know, we try to be very open. We try to communicate, uh, in a very transparent way. We, we always have, and, uh, we'll continue to, to do that. Um, but, uh, we've got a wonderful staff and, and, you know, support these guys any way that we possibly can. And they know that we're available to them. And, um, and, and we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna, we're gonna all, we have a great opportunity here, uh, to, to truly, as I said, the soil is fertile, and um, to to hopefully sow some sow some great seeds and um, and all grow from this. Dabo Swinney there talking about uh, getting the guys back on campus at, at some point down the line, and and I think that you know that's one of the things the 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 principles that this program has really been built on is uh, accountability, not just to. Uh, the players, but uh, from the players to each other and the coaching staff. And I, I think they've done a, a pretty good job from that standpoint in, in building a team that is very much connected and, and family-oriented. And so, you know, I, I watch these things very closely. And while there is not 
always perfect information uh, that comes out. I think that is one of the things that I, I the when controlling the message is a big deal. And if Dabo Sweeney yesterday, because I saw people being critical of his statements, if Dabo Sweeney yesterday, in my opinion, had simply put out a blanket statement that came through uh, the filtering system and and everything from that standpoint, I don't, I don't, you know, it, it's, it's kind of... If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. So what do you want? What do you want? And, and what I mean by that is, do you want a canned, well-prepared um, statement that's put together possibly by somebody else? Or do you want raw, unfiltered, the best I can understand and the best I can share conversation. Personally, me, even though I know it's harder to hit the target, I know it's harder to to, to say exactly what you want to say and say it eloquently and in a way that is... Um, uh, I don't know what the word is, but, you know, to do it the right way, it's hard if you go seven, eight minutes like Dabo Swinney did yesterday. You put together three sentences that have been vetted over and carefully orchestrated. It's easy. Now, some would say, well, yeah, then that's what you do because you want to make sure you get it right. You want to make sure that you, you knock it down. And I, I don't know that that you can, you know, get it right in any standpoint because I think it is so difficult uh, for Dabo Swinney to understand, quite frankly. And he did not uh, grow up in the same circumstances as a lot of... Uh, you know, as a lot of people in our society have. I mean, Dabo Sweeney, uh, you know, came from a, a rough background. All of the, you know, all the things that he had going on from his father's alcoholism to, you know, financial instability and struggles. But just because you have those similarities with someone doesn't mean you understand everything they've gone through. And I think when you haven't gone through the same things as others, it is difficult to have the right words and to, um, you know, you want to be as open and honest and, and thoughtful as you can be. But, you know, and, and I'll give you an example. Like if you said to me, well, Swanee, what do you think about, uh, you know, 
how do you think it would feel to be uh, somebody in Russia? I have no idea, and I think that's hard. I think it's hard for Dabo Sweeney uh, to do those things. That you know, he it shouldn't be excused. What what really I think is tiresome for people is when people don't speak up who have a voice and who have the reach that a guy like Dabo Sweeney has. But then when he doesn't quite hit the mark that some people want or doesn't quite say the right things, you know, he's criticized. And he said that. He said, look, I'm, I'm in trouble whether I say something or I don't. And again, I think it is hard because he's not uh, and did not grow up as an African-American. It's time for Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Just call me Swanee. is our number two that's drive time right here on the show that shakes the southland clemson sports talk lawton swan hanging out with you here we've talked a little bit about justin ross and that impact if you want to give us your thoughts on the 803-450-0086 we'd love to hear from you on that front again ross out for the 2020 season we talked a little bit about dabo Sweeney in his statement that he made yesterday about uh the social issues that are going on in our country right now and uh, again, tried to wrap that hour up, uh, the last hour up with that front, on that front. And uh, to continue, I guess, a, a little bit on that, Josh Needleman from the Post and Courier yesterday uh, asked Dabo Sweeney during that interview about some comments Dabo Sweeney had made back in 2016. Uh, at that time, Sweeney said in regards to people who uh, thought the world was falling apart, I guess in America, that some of those people, and the quote from Sweeney was apparently, some of those people uh, need to move to another country. And so he was asked about that by Josh Needleman yesterday, and uh, here's how Coach Sweeney uh, explained uh, where he stood from the standpoint of those comments previously, looking back on them now. Well, you know, we... we... Well, that was probably... Well, that was probably a harsh statement for sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, we, 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 we do, I still believe in the good of people. Um, and you know, I just, I just, as a person of faith, I believe in that. And I do believe that, that, um, we have lots of problems for sure, but I still think we have, um, the best country in the world and, uh, it's up to us to make it better. It's up to us to, 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 you know, create the positive change, uh, that we want to see in this world. And we all have to do our part. And for me, my part is, is again, as I said, you know, trying to use the game of football and to, to shape and develop and educate and raise up great men. And I think we've been able to do that in a great way over the last decade. We have a lot of great men that have come through this program and they're going to continue to come through this program that are creating wonderful change. And, um, 
you know, um, I'm a football coach and that's what I love to do. That's my passion. Um, and the, the way I can help create that change is to try to do my, my job in a way that glorifies God and that, um, uh, you know, helps uh, create and cultivate um, all those things that we all want to see in each other, uh, such as love and respect and attitude and kindness and humility and forgiveness and, and all those, ta- those things. Uh, but I'm certainly, uh, I'm a long way from a perfect person. Uh, but, um, you know, that's, 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 we just try to stay focused on those things. So there you go, the comments from Dabo Sweeney yesterday uh, on some older comments that he had made in 2016. And uh, again, I, I go back to the mentions of you know the, cultivating the type of program where you know young men could come and not just be successful on the gridiron, but be successful in the classroom and uh, to to be servants of the community and uh, the public at large when they're done with their careers because of some of the principles that they picked up along the way. And uh, again, those guiding principles, I think for each and every one of us don't just begin uh, in college playing football, but you know, a lot of times it goes all the way back to uh, our infancy and, you know, whether that's uh, church or whatever, you know, founding principles you have from that standpoint, family, faith, uh, so many, so many things that, that really uh, you know, build, I think, each and every one of us ultimately into the people that we become and the people that we do become. But, you know, when when you are someone who is in the position that Dabo Sweeney is in, I I really I truly I said this before the, t- the you know the top of the hour I think it is very hard I think it is very hard to try to eloquently say the right things when you've never walked in someone else's shoes and and that is the the toughest part I believe for a lot of these coaches, even though their job and their their uh, they're incredibly you know they're paid incredibly well for their job, but their job relies quite often uh, on you know the time and effort and hard work of you know these young African American men, and it's not a hundred percent. African-American men playing college sports, but it is a large percentage, especially in football and basketball. And so I think that no matter how close you become, no matter, no matter how tight you are with someone, um, I think it is very difficult. I, know, I don't even think, I know that it is very difficult. And... You you feel like, if you're Dabo Sweeney, I have no doubt in, in my mind, I have no doubt in my mind that when Dabo Sweeney was speaking yesterday on such a difficult topic, he, I'm sure he didn't feel like he missed the mark. But there are people out there that, that felt like he did. And I talked to people on both sides of that conversation yesterday. 
And when you when you hear people telling you their thoughts on it and why they felt like he missed the mark, it it can it can enlighten you. And I think one of the the great the, one of the great things that many of us fail to do is listen. I think we, for whatever reason, whether it's just something that's ingrained in us as humans, when somebody starts to tell you a story, instead of listening, you begin thinking about what story you can come back with and what story you can tell those individuals. And really, that's not what it's about. It's really about listening. And so that's what I'm going to challenge every one of you. To listen. And to listen with your heart. And to understand that although life is not easy for anyone... Trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes and really think about what it might be like has tremendous value. And even if you do that, you still don't know. I remember a class I took one point in college and and we were talking about perspective, etc. And if you think about the world for a minute, and some of this is probably through years of study and reflection has also been sort of my weird mind uh, to a degree. But have you ever thought about the fact that no one at any moment in our world can see the exact same thing from the exact same perspective because if you are at point x on a map looking at something across the way even if someone is standing shoulder to shoulder by you they have a different view even if they're standing on top of your shoulders they still have a different view and no matter how close you want to get to seeing and feeling and knowing what somebody else is experiencing you can't you can't take the exact same photo of something at the exact same time anywhere in the world think about that you cannot take the exact same photo at the exact same moment anywhere in the world because you need only one lens and that's, I think, the, the hardest part for so many people is that your lens is the one you see the world through. And the reality is you have to try to start seeing it through other people's lens. And it's tough, man. And Dabo Sweeney and other head coaches uh, have big names. And people expect them to talk. 
And if they don't talk, people will be angry. And if they do talk, people will be angry. But for crying out loud, let's at least acknowledge that there is talk. 803-450-0086-803-450-0086. Now, one of the things that has gone on since June 1st rolled the calendar yesterday offers 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 from the Clemson Tigers I mean they are handing them out left and right to guys in that 2022 class this is the initial sort of strides forward towards that next recruiting cycle because when you think about it you know these are players that would have been in Clemson uh, over the offseason getting into camps. And so now, with things coming together on the front of the 2021 class already, Clemson dropping offers on players that they really believe can be impactful down the road, including a guy like Denver Harris, Uh, out of Houston, Texas, a cornerback. Uh, Harris has a chance, in my estimation, by the time his uh, high school days are over, to to be a a five-star kid. There's no questioning about that. I think that rivals may actually have him right now ranked as a five-star prospect, but... You know, this is sort of the thing that, you know, we've touched on in the past about Clemson's reach and uh, how now offers from the Tigers, whether you are on the East Coast, on the West Coast, in the North or the South, uh, the brand and Clemson's brand is as big as it's ever been. And uh, when you see offers like that going out, that gives you just a, a bit of an idea of of what they mean for people. And Denver Harris, ladies and gentlemen, is a kid who uh, has been compared by some to former Ohio State cornerback Jeff Okuda. The Clemson Tigers went heads up against this past season. Uh, you know, again, rangy, versatile, athletic, speed, understanding of the game, you name it. That's what this kid has. And so, with the Clemson Tigers, again, continuing to, to, to not necessarily push the envelope on the recruiting trail, but to continue to make sure that even in the, the COVID-19 era of college football and recruiting and college evaluation, you know, the names that Clemson's hitting up right now are players at at the top of every list in the country. And so, I don't know if this 2022 class uh, over the next several weeks will continue to track the way it has so far. I think this is very unique. Very unique from the standpoint of not getting that traditional on-campus evaluation that you would be getting 
uh, in the summer months at Dabo Sweeney's camp. Uh, these guys, I am assuming, I'd love to. I'd love to have a chance. I really need to see if I can't get somebody on the staff on the program for you. Now, we did reach out to get Dabo Sweeney on several weeks ago, but weren't able to pull that together, and also Tony Elliott. But just really to find out a little bit more about how things have changed from the recruiting standpoint and the evaluation of coaches and whom they like, – like so the good news is for recruiting, in this day and age, there's film. And that film is readily accessible on YouTube or Huddle or wherever. But from the standpoint of Clemson and 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 going out and knowing who to target right now and knowing who you, you really want to get, if there's not much film, my assumption is it comes down to what you hear when you talk to coaches or other coaches or people who played against a kid, uh, on and on and on, because it, it cannot be based off of that in-person, traditional evaluation that we've seen for so many years of being done in college football. Because right now you don't have it. And so to to gather some of the inner workings of how Clemson's managing, uh, again, there are guys that might be no-brainers, like Denver Harris. And, and maybe... Clemson's recruiting practices actually come in handy here because if you look at the the numbers, Clemson doesn't offer a lot of guys, which means when they offer you, it means more, but it also means that they can be selective. And if they already had in their mind's eye, okay, these are 20 kids we know we're going after. These are 25 kids. We're going after. You can go ahead and release the hounds. You can go ahead and drop all those offers. And they have no, you know, no qualms at all about the fact that you gave them out. And the fact that uh, you put out 25 or, you know, however many over the next couple of weeks. Because you're very selective and you've given those to the guys you know for sure. And maybe your numbers don't go over 100 or 150 while other schools are handing them out to every Tom, Dick, and Harry they can find. You know, just from the standpoint of Clemson and thinking through how they do things, maybe this being selective is very advantageous during this time. But what it could end up doing, if other people are not out and about evaluating Maybe some other schools become more selective with their offers as well and sort of trend more towards what Clemson's done in the past. Again, 803-450-0086. 803-450-0086. And again, it, I mean, it's a busy time. The Tigers are putting them out left and right. As a matter of fact, just a few minutes ago, uh, Clemson... Uh, it was announced via Twitter, Julian Armella out of Miami, Florida, five-star offensive tackle, six foot six, three hundred pounds. Put on his social media, 
God is great, extremely blessed to earn an offer from Clemson. So there you go, another prime example of a kid who feels like a, a surefire fit, surefire talent getting an offer, and that seems to be the trend we've seen from Clemson uh, over the past 36-48 hours or so. They are dropping offers, and they are dropping offers to legitimate ball players across the country right now. And I think my hunch is that these are no-brainers that you're seeing going out right now from the Tigers. Stay with us for more of the show that shakes the Southland. It is Clemson Sports Talk, Lawton Swan with you, as always, Monday through Friday, two powerful hours full, and uh, very excited, very excited to be a part of your afternoons and, and evenings and where you are and when you are and uh, how you are. It's a lot of fun and looking forward to every day we take, you know, it seems like a step closer to the college football season, and boy, could we... Could we use that right now? Huh? I mean, sports, and I think this is uh, one of the great things about what sports does for our country, man. It unites us in so many ways. And now, look, it certainly divides us. And I think that that's part of... Part of what we like is that, okay, all of a sudden, maybe the guy that you disagree with on religion is now your buddy in football. You disagree with on politics is now your buddy in football and vice versa. You see some common ground uh, amongst your peers. And, and so it does open your eyeballs to that. But yeah, I mean, we're getting, you know, it feels like uh, we're getting closer. Now, I've kind of been following the COVID-19 news and uh, the state of South Carolina, the last I saw was back up into the red area. But uh, I think that uh, from the standpoint of, you know, feeling like we've done the initial flattening the curve that we were looking, you know, so hoping that we could do, I, I believe that has happened. I think we still, even now that we're after, uh, one day after June the 1st, um, we still have to uh, be conscientious of what's going on. You know, I don't think with this thing at this point, it will ever be safe for a while to you know let your guard down. So, you know, be be cautious, exercise as much caution I would say as possible. But it did look like, um, you know, at least it has looked like we've done a fairly decent job of uh, getting out of the the woods when it comes to the rising, the rapid rising numbers. So um, I was looking uh, today, I think the total number of cases uh, went up 2,634 across the country. You know, if you go back to April, we're talking about that number increasing 4,500 and something. So, 
I, I do believe that that's a, uh, a positive to a degree, but uh, I did see that yesterday the daily increase was 5,000, which is pretty large. And I, I think some of that coming off of the loosening of restrictions. Again, these are cases, um, not deaths. And, um, you know, that's something to keep your eye on, too. The death trend versus the caseload and the number of tests. I mean, all these things are factors, right? But I've, I, you know, I know we had the Memorial Day weekend, and now with uh, the protests and, and things that have gone on, uh, I, my hope is that we'll continue to see declining numbers uh, in deaths, et cetera. And outside of, you know, I think back in April at one point, there was a day where there were like 6,000 deaths, and in May there was a, a day pretty early on where there were 5,000. I mean, the death toll's been under 1,000 for a couple of days, and and again, uh, hopefully, we'll continue to see that kind of stay on on that course and not a big big uptick. And our thoughts and prayers obviously go out to everybody that's been affected um, by the COVID nineteen. But here we are on June second, and I really feel like looking at the numbers and everything. I, I think you're trending towards a football season. I don't think that it's going to be one where every seat's full, and so people have asked me over and over, you know, well, how in the world if we don't have a, you know, if everybody can't go to the games, what do we, what do, we do? How do we, how do we, how do we rectify that, Swanee? You know, the only system I can come up on, and I, I said the other day, I thought, let's say for easy numbers, if you had 30,000 people in the stadium, I think, you know, I could yield a little bit away from 15,000 students because I don't know that there are ever 15,000 students at the game, but let's just take 30 for a minute for fun, and we'll say there's 30,000. Let's say there's 10,000 students. I don't think that's an unreasonable number. That leaves you 20,000. Now I think maybe what you do is you you have a have a lottery system, and you lottery those tickets. And so you and your family, who may go normally to all home games, may only go to two this year. And you go, well, well, I want to go to the good ones. Well, yeah, I think everybody does. Well, how's that going to work? I think lottery, random. At this point, you know, if you ask me to give you an answer, how do you pull it off? You might not like my answer, but that, that how do you pull it off? You might not like my answer, but... That 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 would be the way I would do it. And I know you're going to have to bite the bullet on some people backing off of their donating and their giving and this, that, and the other. But to me, if the only reason that you were donating and giving was so that you could keep the seats that you had or go to the games, then you know maybe you're... Maybe you, Clemson as a whole is not as, as important to you as you think it is. And and maybe that needs to kind of be the, the, the message. Hey, look, if, if Clemson is to you, you know, what you say it is, then this is how it's going to be, and we can only do so much for you on the, the financial front because we still need you. And I know that's not what a lot of you want to hear. But I don't know how you avoid it. I mean, I, I really don't. 
you're I, I can't imagine you're gonna have eighty thousand people in Death Valley still. Now again, maybe July first, I feel totally different. But on June first, where I felt is that we are probably most definitely, I would say higher than not going to have a college football season. I think it'll be with limited fans. And we'll evaluate this thing again, you know, throughout the month. But then ultimately on July 1st, as a marker, I'll kind of tell you exactly what I think on that front. But I think a lottery system where you go to season ticket holders, go to a couple of games, maybe two, maybe three, is probably my guess on what this thing looks like when we get a little bit closer. Stay with us. It is the show that shakes the Southland, Clemson, Sports Talk, Lawton, Swine. We've played Dabo Swinney several times for you here on the show today. Here's another statement that he made about, you know, how they were going to monitor and keep player, you know, kind of keep their eye on players who were in Tiger Town, what, what their plans were on that front. So we talked a little bit about COVID-19. By the way, Frank Martin, head coach at South Carolina, uh, came out today and announced that he uh, was – you know, that, that he had tested positive for COVID-19. We'll touch on that in a minute. But here's uh, what Dabo Sweeney had to say about uh, some of the restrictions, et cetera, that players might be dealing with while they are in Tigertown. I mean, we, you know, same things that we've been, uh, you know, instructing them to do uh, the whole time. You know, and to be honest with you, the, the great majority of our team has been back for quite a while, you know, because most of our guys uh, live off campus. And uh, so we've had lots of guys back for a, a, a good while. Um, as you know, they have, I mean, they have a right to be back. They have their own places and things like that. And that's their choice. Uh, but, you know, the on-campus guys uh, are able to come back and they're not, we're, we're, we have temporary housing for them because uh, our on-campus housing is not available yet, but it's the same things that we've been talking about. And that is, you know, to be smart and to, he the advice that's that's out there to uh, you know to, to stay clean and, and you know stay you know practice the social distancing and and uh, stay away from big groups and and all those types of things. Um, yeah, so that that that's not any different. Uh, but you know, obviously, uh, June one things are a little different than they were uh, April one, and uh, so that's why our guys are allowed to come back and and. Uh, you know, keep moving forward. But, but even though we're, you know, things are opening back up and they can go to restaurants and do different things, uh, still just be smart. And you know, we've got a, a great plan in place um, all across this campus that everyone, uh, you know, feels good about. And uh, it's a very uh, organized and phased in process that we're going to go through over the next month and a half here and uh, hopefully continuing to uh, get back to. Um, you know, a little more of a normal situation, uh, you know, later in the summer in August. So there you go, Dabo Swinney earlier today or yesterday, I should say, afternoon talking about the uh, situation with the players returning. And I, I did think it was an interesting point. The fact that a lot of these guys have been back in Clemson for a while. 
because they either you know left home and, and came back to their apartments. The only players who really couldn't have been on campus are or in Clemson are the guys that lived on campus. And Dabo Sweeney uh, also, you know, noting that they're not going to be staying on campus when they get back. Now, a lot of these guys uh, will be staying in some uh, alternative housing because the housing on campus is not yet ready for people to be able to move in. Now, as the COVID-19 world uh, shuffles around, South Carolina head coach Frank Martin revealed that he tested positive for COVID-19 and he quarantined for two weeks and did not require hospitalization. He tested positive last month uh, in a statement that was released from the University of South Carolina's website. Uh, Frank Martin uh, shared his personal experience. And this is something that I wish we would see more of from people is telling you know their side of what it's been like and, and giving that aspect of it a, a little bit more coverage than it does get. But Frank Martin said early last month in preparation for a knee replacement surgery, he took a COVID-19 test that was on May the 8th. He said two days later he received the results and he tested positive. He said that he was shocked. He didn't have any symptoms other than feeling a bit fatigued, and he immediately entered quarantine in his house. He says he's thankful to say that he did not have to be hospitalized. Now, one thing that I I think we still aren't 100% certain about on some of these things would be uh, false positives, and uh, I hadn't read through this enough to know if he took another test, but he said his immediate concern was his family and how it could infect them or if he had infected them and if they would uh, you know develop symptoms would they have to be hospitalized he felt anxiety guilt general angst uh, that he experienced after that positive test he said thanks to god's will a week later my family all tested negative and i'm thankful to tell you that on may 23rd my follow-up test came back negative so you know he doesn't say if he had another test on like May 9th, the next day to see if, you know, that could have been a, could have been a possible false positive because those do exist. He said he's in all the medical personnel and first responders who continue to courageously battle the coronavirus every day uh, and thank them from the bottom of his heart. But, you know, you listen to that statement and yeah, it, it makes you feel like, okay, I don't have to be, overly you know overly concerned if I'm not in one of those demographics where it's really really been impactful and I think to a degree yes but you still have to absolutely in my estimation uh, be as cautious as possible I said earlier don't let your guard down you don't let your guard down I think it can be easy because we are trying to get a little bit back to to some level of normalcy um Here's what Frank Martin said, and I think he's all over this. This is kind of what I'm telling you. When I say don't let your guard down, he says we have a responsibility to protect, uh, to help and care for each other. Let's continue to educate ourselves about this virus and follow the advice of medical professionals and do what we can to prevent the spread. Please reach out, reach out to your family and friends who may be self-isolating, particularly the elderly, so they have someone to talk to and someone to listen to. 
He said, let's take care of each other and let's keep those who are suffering from the disease and those nurses, doctors, and first responders who are fighting for us in our prayers. So uh, that's South Carolina head men's basketball coach Frank Martin. Of course, Patrick Ewing uh, had previously been hospitalized for COVID-19, but he is now, from what I understand, back uh, pretty much to normal. So uh, good signs on that front for those individuals. 803-450-0086. It is the show that shakes the Southland. We hit a quick break. We come back, and you know what we're going to do right now. I'm getting out my ribbon, folks, because I'm getting ready to put a bow on the show. On Twitter, at Clemson Sports, go follow us and stay with us here for our final segment. What have you done for me lately? It's a fair question. Just don't lose sight of the bigger picture. Don't forget history. Lucky for us at Clemson, the answer to the questions, what have you done for me lately, and what have you done always, are the same. We win. Final segment on a Tuesday afternoon. The show that shakes the Southland. Lawton Swan uh, hanging out with you here. And and remember, uh, I mentioned earlier um, about Frank Martin. uh, Just, uh, again, I want you to be cautious. You know, I think he said it best. Be responsible, I think, was the terminology he used. Again, so much going on in our world right now. It is tough uh, without sports. I know that there have been a a level of excitement over the past few weeks, kind of seeing a bit of an uptick in terms of having some soccer on and having uh, some some NASCAR on. And and now there's the great debate about what's going to happen with the NBA, what's going to happen with Major League Baseball. Uh, The NFL says that camps – uh, will only take place at team facilities. So where you traditionally have programs that uh, prepare like the Carolina Panthers at Walford, um, you know, that would not be the case at this standpoint. There are nine teams that still hold their training camps in other areas. And so the Carolina Panthers, most notably in this area, uh, being you know one of those, I do think that it's unique for a couple of reasons because from the standpoint of, and and, and I guess maybe this has to do with housing and keeping the players not in a like dormitory style life, but 
you know, I guess if you do it in Charlotte, the players could stay in their homes, whether they live in Charlotte or whether they live uh, in Gastonia or Fort Mill. You know, they can, I guess, make their way to the facility. But from that standpoint, uh, the NFL is now making it where players have to or teams have to hold their training camps at home. And again, nine teams will be affected by this. And others, you know, in the past, I know uh, one of my college roommates uh, was from Pennsylvania. I think Latrobe, Pennsylvania, if my memory serves me correctly. Yep. And uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers would have their training camps there. And so Pennsylvania, if my memory serves me correctly. Yep. And uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers would have their training camps there. And so that actually will not be taking place either. And for some of those fans, man, that was like the cool part. It kind of tied you in. And for the fans of the Carolina Panthers in the state of South Carolina, I, I think being able to tie in this community and this state into the Carolina Panthers still, dating back to Jerry Richardson, uh, was a, a big part of, you know, that is an impact. Certainly there's an impact, but, you know, just having it there, it, it made it feel like, and, and now with their new facility that they're going to be putting in place uh, in the Fort Mill, uh, Tiga K area, uh, with that announcement that came out a, a year or so ago, you're still continuing to tie the state of South Carolina into the Carolina Panthers. I'm not a quote-unquote Charlotte Panthers guy. I think they are the team for our state, even if they are playing just above the border. And I think that's perfectly fine uh, to to feel that way. And I know there are a lot of you that don't. A lot of you you know, want to disconnect and be a fan of someone else. And while they haven't had a tremendous amount of success – uh, in fairness, thanks to the ties back to Jerry Richardson and, and Walford University, uh, they have very much kept alive uh, those ties. Their ties back to their my freshman year at Clemson when they played in Tigertown at Death Valley. I mean, those are you know that's part of the reason that many of us are, are fans of the Panthers. But you know that relationship will be suspended this year uh, due to COVID nineteen. Again, if you ever want to be a part of this program, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I don't care if you're a podcast listener, it doesn't matter to me, you can text us, 803-450-0086, 803-450-0086. One final note here, former, former Washington Bullets player and coach Wes Unseld passed away at the age of 74 earlier today. Uh, I remember Coach Unseld from when I was a kid. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what it was about him. I think because he was, you know, a, a big player in terms of his stature, he always sort of stood out to me uh, on the, you know, on the sidelines when I watched games in the NBA. But yep, um, you know, a memorable name for a lot of people, and in that Washington Bullets franchise, I mean, he was a true. Legend, former Louisville Cardinal as well. Wes Unseld was named to the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame 
uh, after playing for the Bullets from 1968 to 1981 and uh, was a gentle giant is how many people described him. But really a, a guy I remember very well from my youth there with the Washington Bullets, now the Washington Wizards. Incredibly Tuesday with some technical difficulties out of the gate. Uh, the show is coming to a conclusion here. Hopefully tomorrow we'll be back at it uh, 100% ready to knock it out for you. We hope you'll be here too. And again, the website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. And as always, y'all take care now and go Tigers. Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan on Columbia's home for sports. Fox Sports Radio 1400.